Welcome back to No Fluff Podcast. It's been a while. Me and Bryce have been sucking. Um, Bryce is even here. I'm Daniel Hicks. Bryce Parrott's the co-host. We have not recorded or posted. We've both been really busy. Um, everybody blame Bryce. It's his fault. I'm recording a solo episode so we get some content out. I hope he does one too. Next week or two, possibly getting on the same page. That'd be sick. Um... It's just been a schedule thing. We've been texting and talking a lot about the podcast. We got some stuff at work, so some big stuff coming. Um, some equipment, um, some other stuff. Hopefully, get it more distributed um, for you guys that that listen to us. Um, thank you, anybody new. This isn't going to be a typical episode because I'm by myself. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, Welcome to the No Fluff Pod. All right, so we're going to re- talk about, I said we're going to record about, we're going to talk about Mark 5, 25 through 34. It's going to be a different episode format. Um, it's going to be a 10 minute Tuesday. I'm going to shoot for like, around a 10 minute episode, kind of like a Bible study. So if you guys haven't been to church this week, this is not a substitute for it, but it's going to be pretty cool. Mark 5, 25 to 34. It's right before Jesus goes to heal Jerry's daughter. And basically let's set the scene. I'm going to kind of paraphrase through this a little bit. I'm not going to miss out anything important. It's all important. It's in the Bible. And then I've kind of got like three things on it, and that's about it. So a woman in the crowd, let's set the scene. Jesus is in the middle of his ministry. He's on his way to go heal Jairus' daughter, like I said before. So there's a crowd following him. Um, There's this woman. She'd suffered a great deal of constant bleeding for 12 years. She's she's exhausted every um, last resort she had, money. She went to doctors. She'd gotten no better. She's gotten worse, actually, the Bible says. Um, verse 27, she hears about Jesus. Um, so she came up from behind in the crowd, fought through, touched his robes. She thought to herself in verse 28, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. The bleeding stopped. She could feel in her body that she'd been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out from him. He asked the crowd. He touched his robe. Um, then he kind of, I don't really know how this works cause I wasn't there, but the woman basically trembles, falls to her knees. We can assume that there's a crowd. She goes down, everybody apply looks, spreads out. She confesses what she'd done. And Jesus says to her daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. Your suffering is over. So there's three things I pick up out of this. Um, originally, I read this. I was skimming it um, because I was writing a paper on Mark, and I wanted the story about Jarius and his daughter. Ended up kind of using this because I fell in love with it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think this is one of the most – one of the – best stories in the Bible to where we can see a lot of things happening at once, but it's super not 
as complex to understand as some could be. It's like some stories in the Bible can actually very hard to understand um, with or without the context. And I think this one's pretty, pretty apparent. Um, so the first thing I think, and this is a personal opinion, I think having faith in this time was harder than it is now. And I'll tell you why. Because having faith in the time of Jesus actually working is crazy because they didn't know if he was he was the Messiah or not. We've seen the end of the story. We know Jesus rose from the dead. He's put on a cross three days later, rose from the dead. Like, we know that. They didn't know that. Also, to keep in mind, Messiah in Old Testament, Messiah wasn't coming back to sacrifice himself. Jesus was making claims in Mark that he was going to die. Like, a lot of people in Mark didn't even understand, if you really read into it, who Jesus really was. So I think having faith then was very difficult compared to having faith now. So that's the first thing. This woman was on her last resort and had a ton of faith in a man walking the earth healing her. The second thing that I see that's just crazy to me, okay? So she's at her last resort, and she gets super close to Jesus. And we look at her response to being able to get close to Jesus, what she's going to do about it, you know? Like, you always think, if I ever get to talk to that, like, you get that paperback or like you get like in a fight with a friend and you're in the shower and you're just ripping them an argument. Like if you, if this lady thinks that Jesus is the Messiah and like she's been sick for years, you can't tell me like you've never been in that position where like, if I ever get to talk to that person, I swear I'm going to rip them a new one or like, let me speak to the manager. I'm going to, yeah, she didn't do that. That was not her response. She didn't care in this one at all. She got close to Jesus and just thought, if I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. She just reached out and grabbed for him. And that's all she did. She kept it simple. How many times have we been close to God, but we're not able to have that kind of faith? You know, it's, it's possible to be near him without trusting him. But... God's going to know when we touch him with our faith in a way. Does that make sense? Like he knew that she grabbed him because he could feel her faith in him. God can sense our faith in him. He can, he can judge our hearts. That's his job. That's, that's his like sector is the heart thing. That's what he works on. Faith comes from your heart. God has the ability to discern that that's how jesus was able to discern that he like the healing power had gone out from him it was her faith that's how he was able to recognize her so how many times have we gone through been close to god something happens and it's not faith it's a why response bryce says it best you know he says to pray for faith not clarity okay Let's pray for faith. How about we have a little self-accountability and we act with faith? This lady was at her last resort. She didn't have anything else. How many times do we have to get to a point where we feel like we don't have anything else before we start acting with some faith? What's stopping us from having some faith when we're not at rock bottom? Is it comfort? Probably.
That's what it is for me. Can we have faith in every day? On a on a as they said on Teen Titans, a whelmed day. Not under, not over, just whelmed. I'm just evenly whelmed. Can we have faith on that day? Or does it have to be where at bottom? This is something to ask yourself. So first, second, third thing. Third thing, and this one's for my Baptist youth group, current attenders or alumni. I want you to think, when I say this phrase, I want you to know the word that pops in your head. Public recognition of an inward transition or public declaration, that's the word, of an inward transformation. I want you to think of those statements and... We're going to debate on this first, or we're not going to debate. We're going to stew on this for a second. And then on three, we're going to say the word. Ready? One, two, three. Baptism. Okay, yep, that's the word. Okay, we're out. Good. This happens here. All right, so let's set the stage. Um, verse 33. Then the, the woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him told him what she'd done. So there's a big crowd surrounding a guy in the middle, right? Or elevated surface. I'm not there. I don't know. There's a big crowd surrounding. She falls. Everybody probably looks, spreads out, and she tells him what she'd done. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. God wants us to recognize in life that it's him that's doing the work. She publicly recognized. When you publicly recognize that it's God, you're putting your name on that, that, that says a lot. We talk about why it's important, like why baptism has significance, because you're, you're recognizing what's happened in here. She recognized what happened in, inside of her when she had healed, got healed. Um, it says she could feel it in her body in verse 29. Like she'd been healed. She felt that she'd been healed. So she tells everybody in front of Jesus and tells Jesus, you're the one that healed me. My faith was in you. Boom, Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, your suffering is over. Faith is the key to having this Christian like relationship with Jesus we're all working for. Faith is the key that starts the car. That's it. I mean, it's simple as that. And she publicly recognized that. You know, it's and it's faith works in the opposite spectrum too. I'll hit on this really quick. It takes a lot of faith to recognize when God's working in the bad things as well, not just the miracles. So yeah, that's Mark five twenty five through thirty four. Um, I encourage you guys to read it. Um, get your own thoughts on it. I think yours will probably be a little bit different from mine. I hope you guys have been doing good. Uh, if you have episode ideas, send them to nofluff underscore pod on Instagram. I believe that's our tag. Let me double check this real quick. Yeah, nofluff underscore podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, hopefully we'll be posting some more stuff on Insta. DM us up with show ideas. Let us know how you guys have been doing. Um, until next time. Thank you.
Bye.